Hi friends, before we get into the episode, I want to issue a trigger and content warning. In this episode, I talk about grief, grieving, depression, bipolar disorder, mental illness in general, suicidal ideations, the feeling of not being able to go on, and reaching out to people for help. If any of these things are too much for you, please feel free to skip the following episode and listen to it at a different time when you're feeling better or not at all. I want this podcast to feel safe and welcoming to all, so no hard feelings if this one is too much for you. Otherwise, I hope you can enjoy the episode and feel less alone when listening to it. Thank you. Hi friends, welcome to episode three of Small Town Sarah. I know last week I had been teasing a bit of an exciting episode for episode three here. I was I had been hoping to have my first interview on for the pod. However, as we all know, life gets in the way, people get busy, and it just didn't work out for this week. But that's absolutely okay because I am very excited to be talking about uh, uh, the book the reading list by Sarah Nisha Adams today. It was published in 2021 by William Morrow and it really hit me hard. And so I'm, I'm really looking forward to talking to you about it and about why it was so special to me this episode. And I hope you enjoy it as well. Okay, a little background before we get into the book. As I said in episode one, um, I'm, I've got depression, agoraphobia, general anxiety, I'm kind of a, a mess of a bunch of things. Um, although I haven't officially been diagnosed, a lot of my therapists have talked to me a little bit about PTSD symptoms and things like that. So there might be some of that in there as well. Um, but I have been seeing a therapist since I was in seventh grade, which has been 21 years now, um, on and off, but I, I started cutting myself in seventh grade. I, I don't remember what it was that made me start or why or anything, but it, it did happen and, um, it was obviously very much a cry for help and, Thankfully, through a very long series of events, um, I, I found a therapist in town and was able to start seeing her right away. And that was the beginning of my journey. Um, she diagnosed me at the time with clinical depression. And then later, I had a very odd episode um, where afterwards I was diagnosed with a mild case of bipolar. And then... Um, after that, it was just deep, deep depression and kind of the symptoms that come along with that. And uh, eventually, in the last year, it was agoraphobia and anxiety. And as I said, uh, most of my therapists talk a lot about PTSD with me. And so I, I have a lot of sadness all the time, uh, pretty much. And in a lot of ways, books and reading has saved my life more than once. 
Um, there have been really dark times for me when I've been very alone and very in my head and my depression has been winning the, the look at me argument or the look at me game where it's telling me there's nothing to live for. And, um, it got pretty scary and pretty dark and the only thing that kept me going was the thought of never being able to read again and um, missing my friends on bookstagram which I'm uh, I'm very grateful for those things Um, I think you know social media can be misleading obviously and we always put up the best version of what is happening in our life on social media but the conversations we have on there through Instagram through bookstagram um can be real and I found some some pretty good friends there that some of them I've met in real life and some of them I have yet to meet in real life um but we're there for each other and it has kept me going time and time again and so um, that sense of feeling, uh, that sense of community, rather, um, has been what has made me wake up the next day and get out of bed and pick up a new book or uh, reach out to someone just to say hi. Um, I've started, you know, being a pen pal with, with someone off of Instagram, and that brings me joy and um so books and reading and book people have been what has kept me going uh, to see 35 this year and then next year 36, etc. And if anyone out there is listening to this and has those dark feelings and um, needs somebody to talk to, please feel free to reach out to me on Instagram. I'm on there quite a bit. Um, right now it's really my only connection to people. I'm not working. I don't have friends here in town and I don't, I don't really do much. So please, please feel free. My DMs are always open. I'm small town Sarah reads on Instagram and feel the, uh, feel free to just reach out. I'm, I'm here for whatever. Um, but anyway, um, back to the book here a little bit. The reading list um, is rather a misleading looking book. It looks very bright and cheery. It's got this kind of like burnt yellow, orangish color cover with books, cartoon books all over the place. It's beautiful. Um, Whoever did the cover design for it did a really wonderful job. But it looks very cheery. It looks very happy. It looks like this really kind of fun book about books. Instead, what it is, what I found it to be, is one of the most honest and beautiful explorations of grief uh, I've read in a novel. And different forms of grief and different forms of sadness. And... um, how the people experiencing experiencing these things find a way to keep going through books and book people and sharing books and talking about books and it, it reminded me very much about bookstagram and how 
that community really, for the most part, can rally around people to lift them up, whether it's visible or not. That's why this book meant so much to me because it was, it just felt very true to my life and the way that um, book people have helped me keep going. The reading list uh, follows a group of people, like I said, experiencing different types of grief. There's one man, he's a widower whose wife died, and he's really unsure how to continue on being a father to their uh, children, uh, how to live day to day without her by his side. There's a young woman working in a a little local library who was is really just there for the paycheck she's struggling with um helping her mom who's going through some sort of mental illness that isn't uh described in the book and the harsh harshness of having to parent your parent um and just kind of get through each day a few other characters come in and out that are experiencing kind of a different type of, of grief or sadness or loss and um, accidentally they all come together because of this uh, mysterious reading list um, they find in one of the library books and it's a list of uh, all these books that somebody suggests and, and it says at the top in case you need it and it's a list of these books and they start reading them they start reading through the list together and talking about it and um it's just so beautiful and it was very moving for me to read about I think that the power of books gets talked about a lot I think the thing that gets less talked about in real like deeper ways is the power of book people I think we all shout out librarians and how amazing they are and booksellers and how awesome they are Um, but just the power of people that like to read together and share a true joy of finding new books or rediscovering an old favorite book hoarders, book buyers, book readers, doesn't get talked about as much in literature. Um, Now, I obviously haven't read all of the books in the world, so I could be wrong, but for me, the thing that meant the most about the reading list was that idea of a community of book people that can help you move on, help you find two steady lakes to stand on, help you see things differently, help you see a light at the end of the tunnel. And I thought that Sarah Nisha Adams did a really, really beautiful job with that, that sense of community, the sense of mutual love, the sense of mutual respect for literature in all forms. And just the small act of reaching out to somebody that loves something that you, that you love um, and how that can save a life. And I'm not just talking about 
saving a life as in somebody stopping someone from harming themselves or others or or something along those lines but saving the life a life as in somebody that makes you see that tomorrow is another day that there's another chance for something to happen next week um to take you out of kind of this gray sad really difficult to deal with existence into something else um not necessarily where everything is perfect and works out in the end or where everybody gets their happily ever after but just where they're able to wake up the next day and say you know what I'm kind of looking forward to seeing what the day brings today which for anyone out there that suffers from mental illness in some way knows is a really big deal is a really big deal and for the people that are suffering through grief that's huge to be able to wake up one morning and say you know what this might be an okay an okay day it might be a day that's better than yesterday and um yeah I just it's very big to have days like that when you're suffering through something like depression or grief and or grief I should say I thought that it was really beautifully done in this novel now as people out there with depression know um, depression is not linear it doesn't just get better one day it goes through cycles and um for everybody that's it's a very different journey and for me I have days that feel really really good I have days where I wake up and I'm productive and I feel like okay I want my life to move on I want the next steps to happen I want x y and z to go this way and these are my plans and um they're you know I've got days where it's good they're good days where I'm happy and joyful and I see a future and then there are days when I don't when I can't get out of bed and you know everything feels like what's the point and I just want to stay under the covers and watch tv that comforts me in some way and stare at my phone and scroll instagram forever and just I get in my feelings for me when there are books about mental illness it's very important for that part to be represented because I think people outside of mental illness have a really difficult time understanding that I know for a fact I think it's something that my parents personally have a hard time with understanding about me that I go through these cycles and you know some days I'm like hey look these are the my plans this is what's gonna happen and they're really excited because they think I'm getting better and then I'll have a bad day and it really throws them for a loop because they don't quite understand the cyclical nature of depression and how it manifests for me Um, which is totally understandable it's it's one of those things that you just don't get unless you get it and um so for me seeing that represented in a book the way that the reading list did it was very special it really hit home it really felt authentic it really felt like 
the author knew what she was talking about and um there's just nothing better than that I think when you can you can feel like okay this author gets it they they know what they're talking about I appreciated that aspect of it because there was never like I said there there was never a moment where everything was perfect and um I just I really just appreciated that so much in reading this because there are moments of levity and beauty and joy and then you see the cycle coming full circle again and you'll get a moment of grief again or depression again and um it was treated with such care and such respect and um like I said just with such knowledge and I I thought I I just appreciated that I as I've said in in all of my episodes you know that representation is just when it's done well when I can see myself and my journey in a book it means the world because it makes me feel less alone and it makes me feel less scared as well which is huge especially when it comes to depression because depression likes to trick us into thinking that we're alone and that we're the only ones that feel this way and uh, we're not alone in this world we have others that feel the same things we're feeling we have others that support us and that care for us and um, being able to see that in something like a book uh, especially a book about books is very special it's very very special for me because like I said books are my lifeline they're the things that make me keep going uh, when I feel like maybe I can't keep going and um, being able to see my journey through depression in a book that I love so much just feels good that's what it is it feels good and it makes me it makes me smile in a weird way um it makes me feel hopeful that's the word it makes me feel hopeful and that again that's very very big for me hope is hard to come by when you're suffering through depression or a depressive episode and um so having that hope in there is uh is really exciting and it just it meant so much to me i really can't praise it enough because of the way i felt afterwards again i i don't want people to be misled by the cheery fun cover because I think a lot of people that read, you know, quote unquote, more serious literature um, or, or shy, tend to shy away from happy books, not because they don't like them, but because they enjoy the pain of tearjerkers, which I'm one of those people. Um, I think they would be put off by the, the cover of the book and uh, it's, it's just misleading in that sense. So if you've seen the book, The Reading List by Sarah Nisha Adams, please don't be 
put off by the cheeriness of the hardback cover. I'm not sure what the paperback looks like now that I'm talking about it or if it is in paperback yet. But um, it's a very beautiful look at grief, grieving, depression, book communities, books, and how people that have similar interests as you can really change your life for the better. So I highly, highly recommend it. I think the thing that excites me the most about the reading list is the fact that it's Sarah Nisha Adams' debut. And I think that she's going to be a very important author for me in the future. I really cannot wait to read what else she writes. I hope she continues in this vein of exploring grief and grieving and depression and how there are ways to combat it through books, through book people, through reading, and through finding people that can share the things you love. It's not romance. There's no romance in this. And I think that was also a really big thing for me, being a romantic and how so much of everything I read centers around this idea of romantic love. And that's not in here. Um, The things that save the people in it are friendships and, and books and talking about books and finding a common ground on which to stand with people you don't know, but you know you're going to like them because they like the things you do. And I just, uh, I just, I have that so much appreciation for that. And I think it's just, I think it's honestly, I just, I think it's true. I think salvation can come in any form. And for me, the best salvation is in finding people that I can relate to, that I can talk to about the things I love, that won't dismiss me if I ramble on forever about a book I'm obsessed with or can can't coherently talk about something that I'm excited about um, and even though there are so many people on bookstagram that I have yet to meet IRL I consider these people my real friends I hope one day to get to a place where I can meet all of the people I have the most interaction with Um, because they just, they feel like friends. They feel like family to me, my chosen family. And I hope that for them, they feel the same about me because they've become such important figures in my life. And I, like I've said, I, when I am feeling down, when I'm feeling low, I, I reach out to them, whether it's liking a picture of theirs or watching their stories or commenting something or sending a message if I'm feeling really brave Um, and it helps get me through another hour and um, it excites me to know that you know tomorrow there's going to be a new picture or a new story or they're going to message me and um, that keeps me going until tomorrow until eventually I just start feeling that joy again 
in my life. Obviously, my journey is going to be very different from other people's journeys. So I'm not speaking for everyone with depression or mental illness or anything. But for me, that's what helps. And that's why the reading list resonated so deeply with me because it was about reaching out to people that maybe you don't know at all or that well and talking about books in a way where you could get onto the same you know page no pun intended as them so that you had this common ground to start conversations and eventually those conversations turn into things that you start looking forward to um whether it's consciously or unconsciously and then you're like oh wait I can't I really cannot wait to talk to this person about this thing and romance is not a part of it and again I I don't want people to think I'm against romance in any way I think romance is beautiful I honestly I love love I I think it's a really beautiful thing that people can have but it's not the only thing people can have and I think that so often we get stuck in that belief and so seeing a book that resonated on so many different levels with me that has nothing to do with romantic love and instead simply has to do with this platonic love meant more to me than if it had had a romantic storyline in it and so I, I just, I hope Sarah Nisha Adams continues on, on in this vein of this odd couple type of friendship, helping each other out through books and commonalities and platonic love in her next book. And uh, I can't wait. I just, I cannot wait uh, to read more from her. Because I think, like I said, I think she's going to be very important, continue to be very important to me, I should say. Because the reading list, one of those books, it's just one of those books that's going to stick with me forever. And um, one that I will probably end up rereading at some point. And rereading is not something I do that often. Uh, It has to be a very special book for me to reread. I think I can safely say the reading list is going to be on, on the the reread pile because just talking about it now through this episode has made me remember the feeling I had when reading it and I think that's the mark of a really good book when you can look at it and remember how you felt reading it and it makes me want to reread it and so you can feel that again I'm excited about it I'm excited about rereading it and I I highly 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 recommend it for people it's a good all-around book it's well written it has very interesting characters like I said multiple times the the exploration of grief and grieving is really beautiful and there's a lot of respect held for it and the joy of books and book community is so evident in here that I want everyone I know on on bookstagram to read it because it just it feels like us it feels like our community our friendships the people we meet on there so bookstagram listen up this is the book you should be reading it because it feels like us and it feels like the home we've created there it feels like that chosen family we've made it's a hundred percent fantastic highly recommend it 
Well, friends, thank you so much for listening to episode three. I hope you've enjoyed it. If you do like the pod, may I ask that you rate and review it on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening. Rating and reviewing it, the more I get, um, the more people can easily find the podcast. And the more people that can find the podcast, the more I get to keep doing this. So I would really appreciate that support. And I hope you've enjoyed episode three. I'm excited to keep going with the podcast. Uh, Episode four might be an interview. It might be me talking about another book I'm absolutely obsessed with and going to talk your ear off about. Who knows what it's going to be, but I promise it's going to be just as passionate and just as fun. So friends, as I always say, just keep reading.